Can I be real for a second, for just a millisecond? The Dhamma Garden, that the people know how I feel a second. I am the model of a modern major general, the veteran, the venerated Virginian veteran, whose men are all lining up. Okay, here we go. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. Um, so a, a young man had, had emailed me recently, and he asked about, um, what's the big deal? A, he had two, a couple questions, a bunch of questions, actually a lot of questions, but here's the two. Um, one was, uh, or A, or A, was, uh, what's the big deal? Like, why, why would intentionally skipping Mass on Sunday or Holy Days of Obligation, why would that be a mortal sin? Like, why has the weight of a mortal sin? The second question was, uh, why, well, I'll just go to the first one. Here's, here's a shortish answer. Here's the briefest, an, briefest, briefest of answers that I can offer of why would, be, why would skipping Mass on Sunday be a mortal sin? The kind of sin that like, separates us, us, us from God. Because one of the things that happens is we think, well, no, I made another video about this, but we sometimes reduce sin to what hurts to someone else or what seems to be a massive, um, a massive kind of rebellion against God. And we forget that the, <laughs> the original sin that's in Genesis chapter 3 involved uh, eating a piece of fruit that God had commanded us not to eat. Um, and you recognize that, okay, in that, that doesn't seem like that caused the fall of the entire world. Yes, why? Because at the heart of sin, we have this one declaration. I've said it before. The heart of sin is, God, I know what you want me to do. I don't care. I want to do what I want to do. Again, every, every sin comes down to that. God, I know what you want me to do. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. And when it comes to worship, when it comes to Mass, recognize this. There's only two ways we can possibly love God. Yes, we can love God through loving our, our brothers and sisters. That's, that's one kind of a, a way that our Lord is identified with the poorest of the poor. And so when we love our brothers and sisters, we kind of demonstrate our love for Him. Other than that, the two ways we can love God is through obedience. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And secondly, is through worship. That there's the only two ways we actually can express our love for God is through obedience to his commandments and worship. Sunday Mass actually combines both of those because he commanded us to do this in memory of him, to, to worship in a very particular way him. And from the very, very beginning of Christianity, the Christians gathered together on the Lord's Day, on Sunday, and from the very beginning, they devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread, which is code for the Eucharist. I mean, that, that, that's it. It goes all the way back to the foundations and founding of Christianity, that this is both God's command to us and it is what we need to give him. We need to offer him worship. That's what he deserves, okay? So here's the thing. Why is it a mortal sin to intentionally skip Mass on Sunday or Holy Days of Obligation? Is because what I'm saying is, okay, God, you've asked me this one thing. I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, is, is there any better test of whether I truly belong to God than if I'm willing to give up one hour a week that's devoted to him? I mean, let's, let's really have a gut check here in that sense of like, oh, no, 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 but I love him on my own terms. Then if you love God on your own terms, you don't love God, you love yourself. I mean, that's just, that's just the fact of the matter, right? <laughs> like, no, I, I like to worship him this way. If you like to worship him the way you created, then you don't, you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping yourself. And that's just, that's what it's, the, the fact of the matter at the end of the day. The test, the challenge, the invitation, the command that God has given us is, okay, worship me in this way. It doesn't actually cost a lot, but it will reveal a lot. And what it reveals is, when it comes to that moment of truth, if it comes around every weekend, every Sunday, am I first in your heart or am I not? Yes, it's true that people can show up for Mass every Sunday and God isn't the first in their heart. But it is not true 
that someone can know that God wants them to show up for Mass on Sunday and they choose not to and for Him to be first in their heart. Does that make some sense? That's the stakes we're at, we're at, we're at right now. There's only two ways to love God, um, his, following His commandments by obeying Him and by worshiping Him. If we don't obey Him in how He has asked to be worshiped, then what we're saying is, I know what you want. I don't care. I want to do what I want to do. The second question he asked was, um, I hope that makes sense. The second question he, question he asked was, uh, well, I don't think you should have to go to confession before you go to receive Holy Communion. Because if, if, uh, if any of us are aware of a mortal sin, again, serious sin, then the, the actual thing is you have to go to confession before receiving Holy Communion. And he's like, I don't know how the, you know, the church can set this precedent. And well, it wasn't even the church who set the precedent. Um, Jesus himself, he says, if you're on your way to the altar to offer your gift at the altar, this is even in Jewish worship, if you're on the way to offer the gift at your altar, but you realize, remember, you have a, something against your brother, First, go be reconciled with your brother and then come offer your gift on the altar. So Jesus makes it pretty clear that before you approach the altar, yeah, you should probably be reconciled with the people that you are not reconciled with. St. Paul expands that and draws it, directs it, applies it, directly, applies it directly to the Eucharist. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I believe, he talks about those who are receiving communion, the Eucharist, unworthily. And he says they're guilty of the blood of Christ. Basically, that they, they're, they're guilty of his murder. Like this, is, this is how serious it is. If we don't go to confession, we, for where we have mortal sin, and we receive communion without first going to confession, Scripture says we're guilty of the murder of Jesus. His blood is on our hands. So okay, this isn't like the, this kind of rule the church made up so we can, the church could force you guys go, to go back to confession. It is, no, it's the very heart of it. Why? Because it's all about relationship. We first have to be reconciled before we can receive communion. But yeah, but I thought communion, it heals things, and communion strengthens things, and communion even forgives venial sins. Yes, it does. But let's put it in the context of relationship. Here's a husband and wife, Jack and Jill. And at one point, Jack does something that really violates his relationship with his wife. That, that, that there's a, there, it's a serious thing, right? Doesn't matter what it is. But there's a serious, been a serious breach of trust serious um, brokenness in the relationship. Jack could say, well, you know what? In this moment, I, I want to enter into the sexual embrace with my wife because the sexual embrace is the most intimate moment of our lives and it's always strengthened us in the past. It's actually a sacrament. It's a, it's a moment. It's an expression of the sacrament that strengthens us and deepens love and, and heals us. Like, yes, it does that. But if he were to simply, without apologizing, without being reconciled with his wife, enter into that sexual embrace, that intimate of intimate moments, that would do the opposite of heal them. It would, in fact, further injure them. What Jack would have to do is he would have to first reconcile with Jill, and only then, only then, could they possibly enter into the sexual embrace, that intimate of moments. Something similar is true when it comes to confession and Holy Communion. If I recognize that I've said no to the Lord in a definitive way, mortal sin, not according to your standards or my standards, but according to the standards the church offers us, if I recognize I've done that, then I need to go to confession and be reconciled with the church and with the Lord through, through reconciliation. And then I can approach that most intimate of moments where we have communion with our Lord Jesus in the Eucharist. Mass on Sunday, super important. Uh, it's going to kind of be the, the thing. It's the test every week we get. Is God first in my heart or not? Uh, and secondly, if I'm aware of serious sin, I have to go to confession first or else it's a violation of that trust. I'd be forcing myself upon our Lord Jesus, who loves you, but we first need, he needs us to be reconciled to him before we can enter into communion with him. I hope this makes sense. And you guys, I'm just, I don't know, just excited to talk to you. Thanks again. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I don't know, for all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.